Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. We've got more Dungeon World for you this week. As some of you noticed, the Dungeon World series we put up in the earlier part of this month was actually recorded after this series. I had a couple reasons for releasing things this way. But the biggest one is this one ends with three people who had never played role-playing games before, or only did it sparingly, walked away with a passion for gaming. I think it's a beautiful way to cap off this month before our C2E2 specials begin. Speaking of C2E2, OneShot is going to be attending two conventions in April, CODCON April 4th through 6th, and C2E2 April 25th through 27th. If you're a fan of OneShot, you may be a fan of the role-playing system Kat and I are developing called Epiphany. You can find out more details by listening to the Nerdette podcast on WBEZ. We link to it at the bottom of the page. And if you like us, be sure to leave us a rating or review on iTunes. The more of those we get, the easier it is for people to find the show. Thanks to Kiboko86, Vanny Pants, and Mad Dog Mike for leaving reviews already. Also, be sure to follow OneShot on Twitter at OneShotRPG. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. And welcome to OneShot, everyone. Uh, This is James, and we are doing our Dungeon World special. A lot of people requested Dungeon World, and uh, reading the rulebook, I could tell why. This is a pretty awesome system, and I'm pretty sure I gave a pretty great preamble about it. So let's jump right in and meet our cast of characters. Uh, first up, I want to introduce a person who's very near and dear to my heart and soul, Alex Manich. Hey. Alex Manich, welcome back to I was show. I was I was waiting for like the the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo? No, no switcheroo. Alex is Alex is my recording partner on another program. That's uh, right. The Overshare podcast, which is also on the Peaches and Hot Sauce Network. It releases every Wednesday. It releases every Wednesday, uh, with fail occasionally. Um, <laughs> but there there's over fifty episodes of uh back of, of archive material that you that's can right. listen to right now. Yeah, that's you right. Can, you can you can check that out it's a straight up comedy no holds barred yeah no dice no dice no rolling. character sheets actually not, not that's necessary. not true we have rolled dice before that's true that's, <laughs> so we just lied to you but it's still a good show yeah we have storytelling dice that we'll roll sometimes alex uh why don't you introduce us to your character a little bit uh, let's get his name sure Anything else? Um, his name and uh, give us a physical description. Okay, uh, his name is Halick. Uh, he is a ranger. Uh, so if you're if you're picturing Halick, uh, you're you're looking at a man who's wearing kind of uh, traveling clothes clothes that would be able to go back and forth between the woods and and the city and sort of. Yeah, uh, yeah, remain. day to night, sort of. Yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> day to night, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, fashion and function. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sure. So uh, there's, he's hooded, uh, so you can you can sort of see the, his face a little bit, but it's shrouded a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's got that mysterious figure yeah, going right, on. Yeah, right, right. We're almost we're looking at like an Assassin's Creed sort of, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, underneath that, however... And really, the reason why he's hiding it uh, is because he is balding. Uh, it's a thing. Like he's not a vain man, but that's the one it's thing. It's the sort of thing, like where a, a lot of the ladies look at him and go, "I'll bet he has a tortured and dark past." Yeah, exactly. And I want to fix him, uh-huh. but in reality, he's just got a bald head, and there's no fixing that. <laughs> there's no fixing it. <laughs> 
it's a it's it he it's sort of a George Costanza baldness, not mm-hmm. a Jude Law baldness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's pulled into a tight ponytail. It's kind of salt and peppery. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And he's got a a. a, a a little bit of stubble as well. All right, but uh, he's he isn't alone. He's part of a package deal. Oh, that's right. Uh, because he is a ranger, he has a faithful companion, a gigantic bear uh, named Bruce, who is a female bear. It's a lady bear. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, and it's interesting because, you know, he tries to remain inconspicuous with his clothing, but following him at all points in time is a gigantic bear. Uh, we're talking over 11 feet tall like and standing <laughs> on hind legs. You're describing him to the blues. Uh, he, had a, he had a giant bear with him. Do you have any idea how many people you're describing right now? <laughs> Everybody rolls ranger. My mother has a giant bear. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Bruce, one of Bruce's uh, characteristics, uh, it's not on the sheet. Uh, I didn't get to circle it, but uh, it, it, she she is a lesbian mm-hmm. uh, and proud, proud of it. And Which hey, makers like, of Dungeon World get on that. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. A, that was one thing I was a little disappointed in this character sheet. That's not a, an alignment I get to choose. Uh, but yeah, she's a, she's a lady gay bear uh, and uh, she's a faithful companion. Okay, very cool. Um, uh, let's let's move on to a newcomer to the program and a newcomer to role playing in general. Yeah. Uh, Maggie Dempsey, welcome to the show. Thanks, I'm so excited. Ma- uh, yeah, um, are, you're 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 like a nerd generally. Yeah, speaking, oh yeah. right. Yeah. Absolutely. This is going to be her first time uh, dipping her toe into the vacuous uh, uh, vortex mm-hmm. that is role-playing. Yeah. I think there's no turning back after no, this. No, I'm, I'm super concerned about uh, my, my well-being at this point. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm excited to be well, an yeah, N-0-0-B. I mean, if you thought you enjoyed human relationships, uh, that's gone now. That's fine. <laughs> Welcome. This might actually be a good thing. Welcome to Only Living Through Fantasy. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, and, Maggie, who are you playing today? I will be Frizz. Um Frizz is a bard, um, and she's she's in that like super fine clothes. She's wearing gorgeous satins, um, uh, really really showy clothes. She's kind of a, a person who uh, you notice when she walks in into a tavern. Yeah, uh, she's sort of got like uh, I, I'd say a an aura of performance, like stage presence, mm-hmm. just naturally. Oh sure. Um, all, yeah, all the time. And she's, she's, she's always on, um, she's got like wild hair, super pretty. She, um, uh, I guess about her, she kind of trades in information. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she is told a lot of secrets and understands the value of information. Um, and she's also able to keep those secrets if necessary. Um, but, but you, you never know. She's one of those people who's kind of hiding in plain sight. Um, as soon as you think you know her, she, she changes. Very cool. Um, what what color is Fritz's hair? I, I was wondering that as you described her. I think it's, it's definitely like bright blonde, like big, conspic- like wild blonde hair. She's like a city woman. She she um, she she looks like she's ready to go on stage at any given moment. But that doesn't mean to see she can't like get her hands dirty. Like she's she's gone from town to town, telling stories, gathering information, um, spinning yarns. So she's she's using to having to rough it if necessary. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's not. Even though she looks great, she's not prissy. Mm-hmm. I've got one thing. I just realized I, I wanted to. I, I realized how I want my character to look. I, people at home, imagine <laughs> Jason Statham's physique with John Malkovich's. <laughs> <head>. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is like if John Malkovich got like the workout, like his New Year's resolution was, I'm gonna get in the gym. Uh, I'm gonna. He yeah, got, Dan, he got Didio, into, Dan Didio comes to John Malkovich and says, "You're gonna play Batman." <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, exactly. He got a CrossFit membership, and and that's that's what I'm thinking. Like Very it. cool. Very cool. Um, and uh, let's let's move on to another another person who's a little bit more experienced in role playing. I'd say. Uh, Colin Cunningham, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. It's nice to uh, be playing with uh, other people in person. Usually I just read the books and, you know, make pretend that I've actually played the game. Yeah, Colin is a really impressive person in that he has read more role-playing books than I'd say most of the people that I've encountered in my life, but played fewer games. Yeah, I've... uh... I know how grit works in Pathfinder. Never rolled a character for it or played a game, um... (laughs) I know everything about fate. Never done anything with that. Uh, goes on. <laughs> so we're going to make some dreams come true yes. here today, where you actually Excited. get to put it into practice. Yes. Uh, Colin, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character? All right. Uh, my character is uh, Taros, the uh, the elf druid. Um, he uh, is a wild man, uh, not, uh, not one for civilization, but uh, he does like people because they are creatures of nature as well. Um, <laughs> Uh, he uh, he's uh, he's an islander. He he came from his home forest and uh, crashed on an island. And uh, you know, being a druid, he's kind of integrated with the uh, the natural culture there. And uh, his hair has actually adopted the the look of a uh, of palm fronds, and his, his skin looks like a dark and stringy, like a like a palm tree. And so uh, he mostly hangs out on the island life uh, when he's not adventuring, and uh, can uh, turn into an eleven foot bear and uh, you know stomp around. I mean. I don't know if it's 11 feet tall. He can be a bear, though. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, we should really be friends, me and Ruth. Mm, no. We can be... You stay away from his bear. Stay away from my bear. I'm not... I don't have ulterior <laughs> motives. I just want to bro out with a bear. Well, so I'm keeping an eye on you. You guys can buy flannels big enough for 11-foot bears together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally, that brings us to our special guest uh, for this series of programs uh, from the Jessa channel on YouTube uh, is Jessica Eden Quinn. Jessica, welcome to the program, Hi. or Jessa, I suppose we should call you. Yep. That's you, that, as that is your preferred name. Or maybe we're going to make you angry. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't figured out our relationship quite yet. But welcome. welcome yeah, to if one you shot. say Jessica, that means I'm in trouble, and uh, I have to go downstairs and say, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should learn your middle name just so I can exactly. yell at you for when you're in trouble. Um, <laughs> but Jessica, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character? Hi, my name is Jessa. I'm from the jessachannel.com, and this is my first time here, and I'm so excited to be here, and I am playing Honoria Wake and Fell. And she is a paladin. She has a two-handed great sword. She's about as almost as big as she is. She's strong. She's uh, but she's got a dark past. A dark past. Oh, definitely a dark that past. Involved, <laughs> well, well, you know, that we'll involved. We'll learn about the dark past. And- yeah, I'm not going to tell the whole thing. I'm going to let you know. I'll let you guys have a little bit. Yeah, little just give taste, us just give trail. us her physical description for now. We'll learn about the dark oh, okay. past in the other episodes. Otherwise, um, I'll have nothing to introduce this show. With. <laughs> <laughs> 
She, Noria is five feet eight inches tall. She's about a uh, hundred and fifty or sixty pounds, somewhere around there. Pure muscle. Uh, but she's very. Um, she's she fasts a lot, so you know she's she's definitely does a lot of fasting for her. You know, fasts every week and uh, for for one day. She has long straight. Uh, blonde hair, which annoys her because it frequently flies into her eyes, falls out of its braid. It's usually braided. When she's fighting, it'll fall into her eyes. Um, she wears uh, a... In my imagination, she wears a complete set of uh, of armor, but since it's very difficult to throw on armor around the campfire, and she hasn't got a squire with her, she wears chainmail mm. <laughs> most of the time. Over a leather jerkin or uh, something of that nature. She is uh, very quiet, and she speaks like this, somewhat calm, soft-spoken. Unless you are a man in which she's about to cut your head off, and then she speaks like this, <laughs> or something like that. She's <laughs> she's got her deeper. She's got her deeper. I'm dealing with men voice. <laughs> exactly. You're going to die voice. Decapitation voice. There's Decapitation voice, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> Is that a preferred move? So, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, and, and Honoria, oddly enough, is, is in a decapitation mood a lot of the time. <laughs> a lot of the time she's feeling, she wake up, how you doing, Honoria? Mm, feel like chopping somebody's head off. So pretty good. Yeah. We're so all that's familiar. Yeah. Well, I think we've I think we've met the party, and it's time to start the show. All right, so you guys are in actually the same universe as the first one shot adventure, um, and you have just completed an adventure for the audio codex. Um, uh-huh. You are currently huddled in a cave. Um, you are clutching a bound tome that is very scarred and marred with different uh, jagged lines, um, which is the only decipherable language that can be found within. If you open, you've opened up the tone, and all you found is many, many concentric circles with ridged borders that you can't make heads or tails of. Uh, but you were tasked by a merchant from one of the largest cities on this continent uh, to find it. Um, but you are currently huddled together in a cave as you hear v- re- really vicious growling noises uh, coming from the mouth of the cave. Uh, you have been hiding out here. You, you camped here. Uh, you weren't really hiding out. Um, but when you woke up, you heard growling from the outside and you've been sort of planning your next move um, as as uh, the day started. Um, so what are you doing? Well, let's see. I mean, I have this uh, uh, question, and that is, uh, how, how can we smell what's growling? You know, is it got a, like a nasty breath, or does it smell anything particular? Uh, the uh, for that, I'll need a discern realities roll. Um, now, just for the people playing along okay. at home, uh, a roll uh, you to play Dungeon World, you roll two d six. Um, which are normal six-sided dice. Um, on a roll of 10 plus, uh, you completely succeed. And in the case of discern realities, uh, you get to know two, uh, three uh, true facts about the situation that you're in currently. 
on a roll of seven to nine, uh, you get one true fact. And otherwise, you don't get any true facts. Okay, so uh, discern reality would be uh, wisdom or intelligence. Uh, discern reality rolls off of... Ah, so it, it, it doesn't have a stat tied to it. I'm going to say... Oh, it's a wisdom, wisdom. Okay, great, wonderful. So uh, Honoria is going to take a big sniff of air, and she's going to roll a discern reality, and she gets an eight. All right, so you get to ask me three questions about the situation you are currently in. And to go over that uh, with you right now, um, I'll just read them off, uh, and this way the audience can be in on it as well. It is, what happened here recently? What is about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? And what here is what and not what it appears to be? Um, oh, so how you, good. What did you okay. get on your roll, Jessa? I got an eight on that roll. Okay, so you get to ask me one of those questions. I don't know how to ask out of those questions, what's it smell like? <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, I'm yeah. going to ask, what here? What do you suggest, James, out of those questions? Out of those questions, I would say your best bet is what is about to happen. Um, okay. And you, so you're, you're specific- I'd like to know what is about to happen. Uh, you're, you're specifically uh, going after those smells, familiar nature smells uh, to you. You have been traveling and adventuring for quite some time, but you haven't quite cataloged exactly uh, every creature in the wild. You smell uh, that it is a predator, and you actually uh, look around uh, your surroundings, and you notice something that you didn't quite notice last night, uh, tucked behind uh, certain rocks and different objects in the cave, there are bones, uh, and you quickly realize this is the cave of some sort of predator. Um, you yes. find a pile of oblong objects that look like they've been cobbled together out of bones and feathers and different indigestible viscera. Um, and you can't quite classify them. Uh, however, your druid might be able to help out with that. Yeah, um, I want to understand uh what those growls mean mm-hmm. um because uh i i'm one with the uh, the spirit tongue so i should be able to understand a, a creature from my native absolutely uh, realm so you you start listening um and it's not quite uh it's not familiar to you in a sense uh those growls sound a lot like uh creatures that you have on your native sapphire islands called the parrot bear which is part bear, part part uh, blue-crested <laughs> macaw. However, uh, you have read of a creature called the owl bear, yes. which inhabits this main continent. Um, and you actually look at that pile of oblong objects and go, yeah, these look like owl bear pellets. Uh, this is <laughs> definitely an owl bear cave. I should have I should have caught that. <laughs> my bad guys <laughs> awesome Anoria looks at Taros and says I would have appreciated a heads up 
Yeah, I, I just, and then she readies her blade. <laughs> yeah, last night you were on the run from many, uh, from many uh, frog wolves, which, which, as we all know, fear the dark, <laughs> sure, and enclosed spaces. So the first cave that you could find was naturally the best place to go. <laughs> I also drank a little bit, a little bit too much wine, and I wasn't at my best, and I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. Where's Bruce? That is all right. I will let it pass. Uh, Bruce but is in I the back. I fear that we will have trouble before breakfast. <laughs> um, Bruce is uh, already stood up to her full height. Um, she's bristling. She's in a defensive posture, and uh, you can you can hear now uh, the you can discern after been listening for a little while, uh, Teros the the noises that the owl bears are making it's in a bit of a dialect for you mm-hmm. um because this is not a familiar continent uh so what you hear is there are creatures in our cave we should go in there and uh, we should kill them as we do with all mysterious creatures yes no 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 we should stay out here and intimidate them longer because they uh, taste better when they when they exhibit qualities of fear Tell me, Terrace, do they sound French? They're, they're very exotic. Uh, yeah. I can tell you that for sure. Um, <laughs> we, what they're saying uh, isn't uh, good stuff, so we should probably uh, be on our way. Um, I hear noises in there. There could be some sort of adventuring party coming up with a plan to slay us and escape scot-free. No, no, friend, there's no way. What are the odds? That they even survived out of peasant classes. Impossible. <laughs> um, Honoria turns to to uh, Fritz and says, Fritz, quick, I would prefer not to fight these beasts before breakfast. I'd like to have my eggs first and to battle later. Perhaps, perhaps you could throw a voice and uh, convince them that we are on our way elsewhere and then she makes a uh, obvious move with you know throwing her voice towards the door you know as if we were running away Fritz could did you do that too simple too simple <clears throat> first of all I usually need a little coffee before I go on stage but I guess we'll have to make an exception this morning <clears throat> all right let's see let's see um <laughs> Oh, hello, handsome, handsome Albus. Uh, that sounds to me like you are defying danger. Um, and defy danger works off of many different stats, and it sounds to me like you're using charisma mm-hmm. to defy danger in convincing the owlbears uh, that you are, in fact, an owlbear. Not just that, but a sexy owlbear <laughs> that they should listen to. Obviously. So roll 2d6 for me uh, and give me the total plus your charisma modifier. Nine plus two? Yeah. Nine plus two. That is 11, and that is a success. Um, a a <laughs> unmitigated success. Mm-hmm. So so the, the bears speak up. Oh, my! It is not strange creatures at all. It is a sexy female owl bear. <laughs> Ah, yes, brother, it is. Let us go into the cave and see her visually and then seduce her. Um, so you start hearing uh, the the telling clack of owlbear talons uh, against the car, the hard cave floor as they echo down the hallway coming towards you. 
Uh, your druid knows what they said, and you have seconds to make a plan. Okay. Um, so you said uh, I know the, the parrot bear mm-hmm. uh, from my native islands. Absolutely. Um, what I would like to do is become that parrot bear and run away outside of the cave. <laughs> so you transform into the parrot bear, which is a creature that you have studied, uh, so you can easily transform into the parrot bear form. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, it's an exotic creature in these parts. <laughs> it's like a Brazilian person. Absolutely. Oh, oh I also want to point out that uh, since I'm an elf, uh, the Great Forest is always considered my land. Okay. Well. Okay. Yeah, so, so the Sapphire Islands also have a Great Forest. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a pretty good forest. It might not be great, but like as druid standards go, like this is not a bad forest that you came from. <laughs> the bad forest is on another part of the continent. Uh, yeah, um, not too familiar with that. Shitty one. forest. It's gone so commercial. <laughs> yeah. I asked Taros. Um, can I ask him? Yeah. Okay. Anoria gives up. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's 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 uh, let's uh, have. Have Maggie go first. Maggie, what were you going to say? Um, I asked, um, Taros, uh, hey, hey, bud, maybe you could turn into something useful like one of these friggin' bear owls and convince them that we mean them no harm. Unfortunately, Taros has not had a chance to study owl bears up close. So the only thing he knows is analogous. It's the parrot bear. bear. It's a similar, it's a similar species, but not the same breed. Um, now what, Honoria, what were you going to say? Honoria says uh, to Taros, she gives well, she gives a quiet and very quick, fervent prayer to the to her goddess Anatolia, and she says, "Please, please let this be the great uh, parrot ruse that we tried in the uh, forest a few weeks back. That worked that time." Ah, the old parrot ruse, <laughs> where were you attacked by a bunch of uh, seafaring bandits who saw a giant parrot and mistook it for their god. <laughs> exactly. And because Honoria and Taros have fought back to back and are as close as, as any two humans can be, Honoria hopes to goodness that this is the parrot ruse again. And uh, she draws her blade. She runs over to the side of the cave, picks up a feather, and then uh, takes the feather, sticks it in her, in her, uh, uh, her hair. And then yells, "For the gods!" and approaches the bears. Um, so, so the owl bears uh, wander into the cave, and the first thing they're confronted with is a vision of loveliness. Uh, <laughs> this 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 exotic parrot bear um, from lands unknown has taken up residence in her cave, and then all of a sudden, this armored uh, human comes out, uh, waving feathers around, speaking in a foreign language, shouting, "For the gods!" and the parrot bears uh, look at each other incredibly confused. However, the paladin and uh, the transformed druid share a conspiratorial look as they both know ah, the old parrot ruse. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess uh, I'm just... We'd like uh, to call it the so what's, we, we refer to it as the parrot pincer. What's <laughs> happening now is uh, you are, uh, Taros, are in the body of a parrot owlbear. 
Um, however, you don't speak the native owlbear tongue. Sure. The bard seems to have picked up that tongue. Mm-hmm. So you are throwing your voice, convincing these this pair of owlbears that you are indeed, uh, you speak the owlbear language as this <laughs> parrot bear. So, I've drawn my bow as well. You will be providing the physical actions, you will be providing the voice, and you are the other segment of the pincer. Alex. I have to... Okay, I have to pince. <laughs> Not this again. All right, just try and keep up, will you, will you, will you, champ? Yeah, I start uh, dancing. Ah, <laughs> oh, hello, darling. We did not know you were here. It appears you have... Prepared the meal for us, two sexy, manly brother bears sharing a cave. Ah, oh, we are bachelors, yes. We are both looking for a lady bear. Yes, brother, we are looking for a lady bear, and it appears we have found one. One of exotic plumage. Oh, thank you, boys. Thank you. You always know exactly what to say to make my... Uh Feathers ruffle, no? Oh, 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 we do, we do. Have you never been to the main continent, sweetheart? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm new here. I was hoping maybe I could find some, some nice, uh, some nice lads such as your, stop that, it's nice, some, stop that now, stop, some nice lads such as yourselves to, uh, perhaps show me around, no? <laughs> there shall be no stopping, sweetheart, madame. I, uh, I'm, I'm standing... <laughs> And I've just sort of stood up, and I'm just watching incredulously as this whole. Do you do you have your bow ready? And everything? No, I don't. I just sort of put it down, and I'm looking, <laughs> and I'm astounded that this is actually happening, and I'm wondering what I did to get to this position. <laughs> I'm, I'm punctuating every uh, sentence that I'm not speaking with just like the parrot bear equivalent of jazz hands, like feathers just flying out everywhere, trying to show off my plumage. Uh, um, uh, so the, the owl bears. And while this is happening, Honoria is going over and blocking the escape of the bears because she believes that, uh, if, if they feel trapped, they will be more likely to submit. Uh, absolutely. That's so the, that's the, that's the right hand of the parrot pincer. That's move. the parrot pincer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the right wing maneuver, um, <laughs> as known. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, meanwhile, Halik is is filling out the left wing, sort of. Uh, he's having a little bit of like, Jesus Christ, how did I hook up with this party in the first place? Um, while you guys are continuing with your ridiculous ruse. Now, if you want to try and talk your way out of this, uh, it'll be another defy danger roll. Okay. Um, based off of your charisma. Sure. I I'd like to try and talk my way. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, seven plus my thing. Yes. Okay. Plus two. So nine, nine. Uh, so nine, that is successful. Um, so they move in. Oh, your feathers are so bright and colorful. Allow me to preen you. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen. Uh, there's something we do in my land. I do not know if you do, but. Oh, we will, we will do whatever we can to appease your strange customs, madame. As, as you know, uh, Owl bears from the main continent are notorious lovers. Oh, why do you think I came to this continent? No. 
<laughs> as, as covertly as possible, just trying to glare. <laughs> oh, no, please, won't you? Oh, won't you tickle my tail feathers ever so slightly? Oh, you are too funny, too and, funny. And the two bears, the two bears maneuver themselves behind you and tickle their tail feathers. Um, and just as this moment, uh, I believe Bruce looms out of the shadows and clanks their heads together uh, vigorously. Uh, and Alex, do you want to roll that for right me? Right at sure. that moment, Using her Honoria takes um, a tail feather from each bear and yanks it as hard as she can out of the bear, mm-hmm. understanding that that may incapacitate them with shame. Um, she's not sure, but she remembers that as a possibility from the famous parrot pencil. In, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Uh, you actually remember from, from a tale that Taros used to tell about owlbear uh, tail feathers. Once you have removed a tail feather from them, it's a dominance ritual uh, that they perform. It is, exactly. And, and she says, your souls are mine. And she pulls the tail feathers out and sticks them into her hair with the other tail feather, making her, and she hopes desperately that this works, fooling them into believing that she is now their uh, goddess. Well, you have now set yourself up for a charisma-based defy danger role. <laughs> and since uh, her charisma is her lowest stat, she has just eight charisma, she's going to have to take a negative one. Negative to one to the result of this, but yes. roll it anyway. Let's see yes. if you're lucky here. We're going to roll that anyway. And she's going to roll that, and she gets a five. Oh, that is a miserable failure. <laughs> um, <laughs> as as they were disoriented uh, by, by Bruce striking them from the darkness, they whirled around very quickly, and then you grabbed the wrong tail feather, unfortunately, uh, from Taros' tail. He always told you, you must grab the smallest tail feather. For grabbing the larger one just displays cultural ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I rolled, uh, for Bruce's attack, I rolled uh, an 11. An 11. Oh, perfect. So that hits. Um, and I believe uh, Bruce rolls 1d8 for damage. Um, so if you want to reach uh, for the diamond-looking die in the middle of the table, that's that's absolutely the correct one. It's a six. Six. So you deal six damage to each of them. Um, and uh, they, they are, they have been damaged by that. Um, and uh, they, they take some, they take some health problems from that. Uh, however, as soon as those tail feathers were plucked, uh, they immediately uh, realized that this is, this is some sort of an elaborate ruse. Uh, and that this is now a combat situation. Um, I, I try to soothe soothe the waters. I try to keep talking to them using Taros as my oversized puppet. <laughs> okay, so you're going to need to do another charisma-based defy danger roll to try and turn this one around. Okay. And you got to tell me exactly what you say. Okay, um, nine plus two. Nine plus two. Okay, so this is a successful roll. You're trying to turn it around. What are you saying? Oh, no, gentlemen. What are these terrible humans doing to us? Please, we must away. Please protect me. We must fly as far as we can. Oh, absolutely, my dear. And uh, the owlbears, uh, as a team, in tandem, <laughs> scoop you up, Terrence. <laughs> okay. Uh, now Terrence is being ripped out of the cave by two amorous owlbears. And just like... 
has his has his uh, hand under his chin, like just looking back in uh, despair and disappointment. Yeah, you give give a look. You give a look to the bard, like, come on. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing, Taros? Um, How are you going to handle this situation? Let's. I want to. I don't want them to get back uh, my parrot bear self um, to uh, wherever they're taking me. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm. I'm just. Gosh. I'm going to uh, just uh, turn back into normal and <laughs> hope that I can slip out. Uh, I believe that the the parrot bear is a bulkier creature, so I'm hoping to just turn back into normal and slip out. Ah, of the grass so you want to you the, want to like grass. stealth away? That is going to be a defy danger action um, using dexterity to sort of uh, wiggle your way out of harm's way. Okay. And that's a five, six, seven, eight, plus one, nine. Nine. Ah, perfect. That's a successful action. So you transform back into your human form, uh, and you leap away very gracefully and duck behind a tree. And uh, the cartoonish pair of owl bears uh, don't notice they're not carrying a parrot bear anymore <laughs> until they turn around to see uh, nothing but the mouth of the cave as you have completely disappeared and integrated yourself into the forest. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I'm riding Bruce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've grabbed Frizz mm-hmm. I threw her on the bear's back with me and we're riding away. Uh, out of the cave and then hanging a right mm-hmm. uh, to to get behind the, the is there woods that we can kind of hide behind yeah yeah there's there's like a thicket cover that you, can, you sure. move yourself into yeah um, well, we're gonna try it would at least be strategically advantageous if not completely conceal you um, and for this uh, that is going to be another defy danger and I am going to say that's wisdom based for heading to the correct area uh to conceal yourselves okay uh, i roll the two d6s mm-hmm. okay uh yeah you roll the two d6s oh shit uh five <laughs> five plus one six so that's that's a pretty miserable failure <laughs> um uh you you do get an experience point every time that you fail in this system you get an okay. experience point so just put that as a tally at the bottom of your character sheet um there should be enough pencils floating around here somewhere um but but yes you you like bruce Head for the Bruce. Head for the thicket. It's right over there. <laughs> um, and you sort of Bruce is a little bit discombobulated. Uh, Bruce Bruce is a big bear, but is not used to carrying this much of a load. She <clears> sort <throat> of privately resents uh, people riding her in the first place, mm-hmm. but she tolerates it in time of danger. Um, so she actually heads to almost an open field where you're completely uncovered. Um, <laughs> And not at all concealed from these predators. They've turned around looking for their love, and they see the enormous normal bear <laughs> uh, barreling straight into the open with two human riders. I know, um, I know a thing or two about owl bears, and normal bears are an insult to them. Um, um, hey, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, they're, they're coming this way. Could you maybe get this big furry rug to do something useful? Bruce, I just had to do a matinee before my coffee. I'm sorry, okay? Bruce, 
Honoria is realizing that her her ruse of being the goddess of the owlbears has failed miserably. <laughs> as as she's left alone in the cave. For... All right, what do you what do you do? She doing, decides Honoria? it's time for battle. So so Honoria, uh, you know, is highly irritated at her her co-conspirator and the parrot pincer Taros, and she <laughs> says to. Uh, She's she alone. You're alone no, in the cave wait, right now. Um, so if you want to talk to people, you're probably going to have to exit the cave mouth. Um, and Taros is ah, okay, well good, concealed okay. at this point. Yeah, I'm studying those owlbears, trying to add uh, their spirits to my knowledge. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I can try to understand them better. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so All right, so Anoria An- really, really doesn't want to just fell these bears with her sword. So while this is going on, she decides that one bear is easier to take care of than two. So she walks over to one bear, sneaking up, attempting to behind him, and attempts to hit him over the head with the butt of her great sword. That is a dex-based defy danger roll, uh, followed by a hack and slash. So first things first, uh, roll your defy danger and add your dex bonus to it. Okay, so Defy Danger, I have no dex bonus. So I'm going to roll 2d6 mm-hmm. and, and get ten. a... And get an 11. Ooh. Ooh. So you are the knight itself uh, creeping forth into the day. You think that would be noticeable, but it's not! <laughs> um <laughs> A mere whisper on the wind. Yeah, you have been uh, taking pointers from Halic on how to sneak about um, and avoid your armor clanking together, as it normally does. Um, And you, being one with the woods, just sort of maneuver yourself behind these owlbears without them even noticing your presence because of the apparently offensive normal bear (laughs) that is standing before them. Uh, Maneuver yourself behind one and perform a hack and slash maneuver to try and hit it on the back of the head. Uh, hack and slash is two d six plus your uh, plus your strength modifier. Wonderful. My strength modifier is two, so that will be a roll of nice and eleven again. All right. Excellent. 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 Um, so you succeed in that, and you roll damage and get an additional benefit from this, I believe. Let me just look it up here. <laughs> yeah, so so you deal damage and avoid your attack. Um, and okay. you can expose yourself to counterattack um, to do an additional uh, plus 1d6 damage to them. Um Okay, so she's going to definitely expose her, expose herself, so to speak, nice. while yelling at the top All of right. her lungs <laughs> that this sneaking around is for the birds. <laughs> and she swings. I'll <laughs> have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's called. I've barely sobered up at this point. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's uh everybody calm down. <laughs> um and I am just looking up the damage your weapon does. It is a let's see here. 
Uh, would you like to know that damage, James? That yeah. a oh, do you, do you does? have that damage? Yeah. Yes, I do. I have. That's a plus one damage on that. Okay, so uh, roll one d six damage. Um, uh, add an additional one, and then add an additional d six of damage as you've uh, decided to open yourself up to a okay. counterattack. Okay, and uh, just so you know, my character sheet here says 1d10 for oh, damage. Oh, oh, it does? Never mind. Uh, disregard my ridiculous claim and roll, <laughs> roll damage. Let's do a 1d10 1D plus 1 damage, and that roll is, oh, just a 3. And Uh-oh. then um, I'm going to roll a 1d10 again with 0 damage and get a 2. Not much damage. Probably just gave him an egg on the head. Yeah, um, there's <laughs> definitely a cartoonish lump that has appeared on the head of one of the owl bears, um, and he you can you can basically see the cartoon birds that are uh, flying around his head. But his partner is more canny, and he does a counterattack and hits you for three damage. Luckily, you have an Ow. armor of two, which only takes away one precious, precious hit point from you. Can I, uh, how far away are we? Can Wonderful. I, can I potentially hit them with uh, an arrow? Oh, totally. Okay, I'm You gonna, can hit them with an arrow. I roll take, your, roll your uh, volley. Uh, so what does that mean? Volley is uh, described on your basic <coughs> actions right here. Okay. <coughs> when you aim and shoot an enemy at range, roll plus dexterity on a 10 plus you have a clear shot, deal your damage on a 7 to 9. Okay, so 2d6? So, yeah. yeah, roll 2d6 and we'll see if you have a negative effect. Uh, so I rolled a 10 plus 2, that's 12. <coughs> ah, perfect. So you have an absolutely clear shot, um, in which case you roll damage. Uh, and damage for me is a d8. Perfect. I roll an 8. Oh, shit. Uh, so you... <coughs> You uh, have been, this entire time while this comedy has been taking place in front of you, you've just been rolling your eyes um, and focusing your uh, Malkovichian stare uh, dead on the owlbear that uh, just hit your friend and you let an arrow fly. It soars through the air and strikes him directly between his eyes. His eyes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna edit that to be work. correct. Yeah, his knives. No, no, his no. Uh, a lot of people don't know. Owl bears have a specific vulnerable area on their body. It's yeah. on their head. It's called their knives. Yeah. And if you hit between it, uh, you just kill them instantly. Mm-hmm. And you you hit that area directly um, uh-huh. with with your ar- arrow. Um, and he goes, "Oh, I am slain." And he falls down dead immediately. Do you have any, uh, do you have a post-kill Party line? <laughs> no, I just stare uh, Malkovichian. <laughs> you give him a Malkovichian stare. I have a cup of tea that I start stirring. Like, it's no big deal. <laughs> nice shot. <laughs> and and Honoria shudders because the Malkovichian stare has been in her nightmares for many, <laughs> many a moon. Yeah, no, there are not. There are very few people who can see a Malkovichian stare and not be <laughs> horrified <laughs> at the pure and walk away the same within. woman they were when they when they arrived. Exactly. <laughs> so there is one lumpy owl bear left. 
Um, who wants to deal with it? Who has an idea? Honoria I... would love to take this owl bear down. She's 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 a tired. Well, she's, she she's already hit that, that owl bear. Her. So let's let's give let's give Taros or uh, or other adventure. Oh, Fritz. Or Fritz yeah. um, a chance to deal with this. Do you okay. guys? Do, uh, does anyone Anoria have an idea? N- All right, nods in graciousness to Fritz and says, "Please, good sister, help us." Dispatch this annoyance. <sighs> fine, fine, fine. If you want anything done, you have to do it yourself. So I take out my sword rapier. Rapier. It's a rapier. Rapier. Yeah. You you and your fantastical clothing draw your uh, very uh, detailed uh, forged sword. It, it looks more ceremonial than battle-purposed. <laughs> Um, the plumes on your hat and sleeves glisten in the sunlight as you draw it. It's very magnificent. It's a gift, wouldn't you know? <laughs> um, I guess I'll just have to go and uh, just take care of this myself. myself. Hey! Hey, you! <laughs> you stupid, <laughs> stupid owlbear. I haven't had coffee yet, and I'm not willing to deal with the likes of you. It squawks in a very French way. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. If the people in Paris could see you now, get over here so I can stab you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Cyril? Good, good line. <laughs> I said I haven't had coffee. I yet. envy the screenwriter who wrote that. It oh, must okay. be a man of considerable talent. All right, you may insult nothing about me, good sir. Come, just come here. Don't make me change. You want me to come over to you uh, so that I may be killed? Fine, that fine. That seems like a terrible just, battle strategy. Uh, I will stay here where just, I'm defended. Fine, stay there and don't move. I'm coming. All right, uh, roll your hack and slash. <laughs> this is plus strength. 2d6? 2d6 plus your strength modifier. Okay. I imagine that Fritz is throwing her gorgeous blonde hair behind her shoulders and marching over. All right, it's, it's <laughs> 10 minus 1. So okay, so that's a nine. So you open yourself up to an attack from him. <sighs> um, or I'm, I'm trying to see if there's anything. Nope, it's just you open your, yourself up to the enemy's attack. Um, now, you have the option, uh, Taros, of doing a defend action uh, if you want to sort of aid your friend in uh, this perilous moment. Um, okay. And the options uh, for defend, you would roll constitution uh, plus your roll. Um, you could either redirect an attack from uh, an enemy's attack towards yourself, have the attack's effect or damage, or open up the attacker to an ally, giving a plus one um, against that attacker to another ally, or deal damage uh, to the attacker equal to your level, which is one. Okay. Uh, what what Terrence does is he, he jumps out of the brush where he is and he turns into like a ferocious uh, venomous jungle snake. Uh, in in the air, and uh, yeah, he's going to um, uh, try to wrap around the perfect uh, the owl to sort of restrain its attack. Uh-huh. Um, uh, what did you get on your roll? That's about six, seven, seven. Okay, um, so you you uh, you managed to you managed to do it. Uh, so you're going to be able to. Um, all right, um, so Maggie, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to roll your damage because you did successfully attack um, the owl bears. Okay. Um, so 
What well, your damage should be on your character sheet. D6. D6. So roll that D6 damage. Five. Five damage. Um, and um, because uh, the target of your defense is being attacked, you get to choose one thing from that list um, that I read to you earlier on what defense means. And if you need it, it's also in the middle of the table somewhere, I think. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I want to. Since I'm like wrapping around it, I want to. I guess that would redirect the attack to me. Okay, okay. So you're going to take um, uh, damage from this attack. All right. Um, so the owl bear with your attack um, will fall dead. However, before it dies, it manages uh, to attack at you, which the. A uh, very gallant and honorable snake manages to absorb for himself, and he takes three damage. Right. Uh, but but you can tell that he stepped in there and took that damage for you and protected you, as I believe three damage does a significant amount to you. <laughs> to, I, yeah, I'm to, to you. Yeah. Okay. To Fritz. Frizz. Frizz. Um, but she doesn't take it. She doesn't take that damage? He she does. doesn't take that damage. Oh. He, he does in her stead. Oh, oh nice. Taros, you big, beautiful, wonderful man. Get over here. Get, oh, thank you. Thank you. At, at this point, he's still a, just a snake, snake right? Just <laughs> yeah. waggling around. There. There's a snake who has just been hit in the head by an owlbear, so it's also kind of like, oh, man, I'm dizzy as hell. Honoria raises her eyebrows, and she's just watching this with one eyebrow raised and her lips pursed. <laughs> <laughs> very pursed. Uh, the, very pursed. Frizz I mean, you could put like you know, she, you could take it out for. You could put your lipstick in there, some cologne, your wallet. They're pursed. <laughs> All right, um, but with that, you guys have defeated the immediate dangers around yeah. you. Yep, you guys all do your victory pose. Our first battle, we are victorious. Uh, the owl bears were uh, carrying around a sack of forks and knives and uh, three gold for some reason. Oh, oh, cool! So you get your loot. Can we eat the owl bears? And Can I take the meat from an owl bear? You absolutely know which areas of owl bear are edible and which ones are poisonous. Before you, before he's doing that, and I'm like just says, finishing up. <laughs> I would like some dark meat, please. <laughs> And, and uh, Taros? Taros is just uh, finishing up his study of this creature that he hasn't uh, experienced before and just uh, taking note of it. Uh, so, yeah, sense. now you feel like I could probably turn into an owlbear. Yeah, now if that somebody would hold my beer, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've held its guts in my hand, I understand how it works. So. Stop staring at things, but oh, and let me get at it. Ah, uh, the <laughs> knee bone is connected to the leg bone, of course! <laughs> that, the way that the feathers transition back to the fur, it's fascinating, really. We're scribbling things with a twig into the dirt, just arcade notes. <laughs> All right, nobody step on this dirt. As he's saying this, I'm taking taking the owlbears apart with a with my, my short sword mm-hmm. uh, in, into pieces very quickly, and I'm a skilled butcher as well, so I take all the, the very best meats. Absolutely. Yeah. I clean the blade of my sword on um, 
Halix cloak. Yes, which the blade of your sword barely got any blood on it. <laughs> um, as you, your, your swing that that felled the bear didn't really slice into it, but it did, like, you knocked a piece of metal into the side of its head, crushing its skull. I basically need, like, a tied-to-go pen to get the blood off of my cane. <laughs> I, uh, uh, and Honoria is taking the uh, arrows out of her hair and quickly rebraids her hair and then walks over to Tarek and says, I thought you said the big feathers. The big feathers. And I'm just like, nope, small one, small. He, gotta, he must be a much more attentive student if you're going to uh, try to show dominance over these creatures of this realm. That is true. You're right. But... I, I, well, this, the, how am I to find the small feathers among all of those little butt feathers? Well, I didn't say that pulling the dominance feather out of an owlbear's butt would be easy. <laughs> That's why it's a dominance act. Is uh, It's very <laughs> difficult. They keep it well, well protected. Uh, now, if you excuse me, I have something to do uh, behind this bush over here. And I just, like, skulk over, uh, like, like uh, out of sight of everybody. And he goes behind a bush. <laughs> All right. I'm doing weird druid things. He's doing druid things. Speaking uh, druidic. Can I, can I ask a question? What's about to happen? <laughs> you want to you do, do a discern reality discern as realities. a fellow nature guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, roll, roll your discern realities. Uh, uh, that's a D, 2D6 or 2D6, what? yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I only got a five. Okay. Uh, but do I add anything for that? Wisdom, intelligence? Um, you You do add wisdom. That's one, so six. So you have no idea what that druid could be. You, you, you uh, the camera zooms in on you and your eyes squint, and we, we go to an internal monologue. What is that druid? <laughs> Why are those bushes shaking on that? Trust me, honey, you don't want to know. All right, so you guys are in the uh, realm of the owl bears in the sort of uh, arid plain area, um, just just south of uh, the mountainous region on this continent, and you have to take uh, the audio codex um, back to the uh, major city of this realm, uh, which is uh, Banana Pania. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, uh, the obviously a, a, a southern city uh, which is well known for its export of exotic pineapples, um, and has sort of built up its entire economy around pineapples, the most valuable fruit in all of any realm, as it only grows in Banana Pania. <laughs> Mm. Oh, and as Banana Pania is mentioned, and, she, and Honoria realizes that she has to go back to the city of her, of her, uh, where she was framed, her her shame. Yes, yes. She she makes a, a short hissing noise, in in and in, uh, in her throat, and she says, "We cannot, I I cannot, uh, I I cannot return there." And then she turns away in a dramatic way, sort of like they did on Dallas. Yeah, and the wind <laughs> the blows day. by her, picking up picking up her hair with it, um, and some leaves swirl around as there's a lens flare yes, at the camera. Yes, it swirls gently around. Can I can I ask yes. her a question? Oh and, yeah, absolutely. And, okay. 
Do I have to roll? What do I do? Um, no, if you want to just ask her a question, just do it. Talk. Yeah, just talk. Oh, I don't. Okay. Um, don't be a weirdo. Come on. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even ask the question roll. Um, um, uh, what happened to you there? Yeah, she's always going on. Honoria turns away dramatically. And, and and her hair whips around and and the wind picks up to the point where her hair is practically standing on end. Somewhat like like Frankenstein's wife. It's really windy says, in this arid plain. <sighs> <laughs> yes, only only kind of around her head. You know? Everything else is completely still. And she says I was betrayed by those I trusted. And <laughs> I, must I, my God now. I cannot <laughs> We can barely hear you <laughs> over the and wind. She tries to finish. <laughs> you get some and hair in your mouth as you're her talking. Her mouth is full of hair. She spits it out. <laughs> and then she says, and then, <laughs> and then, Honoria, Honoria, step forward. You're, you're caught in a dramatic wind turbine. Her hair and throws it up on top of her head. There you go. Yep. <laughs> we can't hear you. And she takes her, she takes her, uh, uh, takes a, a, a remaining wolf owlbear feather and sticks it into her hair and makes a quick bun, kind of like they do. And bun is made, and then suddenly it becomes quiet, and her story unfolds. <laughs> and she says, "I was betrayed. I was betrayed by a man I loved, and by men I trusted, and I was forced to leave my covenant, and I cannot return there because." They will pelt me with bananas. And it's a brutal way to die. As she says that, as she says that, um, appearing from some bushes, a gigantic eleven-foot owl bear walks out. Um, and hey, and sounds an owl bear craw- call. Well, how do you how do you guys react? What and Anoria says Gesundheit. <laughs> well, I know it's the uh, bush. Chris says it's- hi, Taros. Oh, sorry, or should I say <laughs> hi, Taros? The owlbear just turns back into Taros and just looks really, really disappointed. <laughs> you guys, you guys all called him on his prank. You guys, ah, uh, uh, you, you know me. I've pulled that one too many times. A snake jumping down from the tree, some kind of monkey jumping out trying to steal things. You hid behind one bush (laughs) in the middle of an arid desert, and it was shaking the whole time, and I could hear sounds that sounded a lot like... Feathers and Taros, it Taros. was not a, that we. You've literally never gotten us, not once. Honey, it's about us. it's about timing. Just stick with me, kid. You know, if you came on the road with me, I could teach you a thing or two about when it's good to jump out or not. Come on. Well, I would expect Halek to know. I, he's a man of the nature, just like me. <laughs> Two are studious and such. He, ah, just never mind. <laughs> I go Taros, back to the bush. Uh. And all and all the time that I have known you, Taros, the only time that you have even remotely convinced me is when you turned into a palm tree. Oh yeah, that was a pretty that was a good one. Because that there was are no palm one. trees in this forest. Oh yeah, that was my mistake. That was an absolutely <laughs> delicious coconut though. Oh, you really shouldn't have picked that. Frizz uh. turns to Anori and says, Oh, so you have picked his coconut. I've always wondered. 
<laughs> just, just grab, just I have. In fact, I picked them both, and they were delicious. She mm. is completely unaware of any irony or innuendo in her statement. <laughs> completely. She is actually referring to a coconut. She com- has no idea. Um, so uh, with, with this, uh, the party will need to move forward. Uh, now, one of you will need to scout and one of you will need to navigate. Um, so the scouting person should be one of the people with the highest wisdom, and the navigation person should be one of the people with the highest intelligence. Um, generally speaking, however, you guys can divide up those tasks however you would prefer. I've got uh, 15 intelligence, so I, I can navigate. I've got 13 wisdom. It looks like it's me and you, kid. I've got 16 wisdom, and I can turn into a parrot, but you go do your thing. No, fine, fine. No, I know you guys need your alone time. Parrots parrots are known for their navigatorial <laughs> instincts and skills. Um, so, yeah, what boys, why don't you make your rolls? Anoy and I, 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 I think you and I should have a little conversation. Just, just us chickens. Yes, because I'd like to tell you about this coconut milk. It's delicious. It's creamy, and uh, and and well, let's let's stop there. It's viscous. It's viscous. Honey, you have no idea. I rolled idea. a four. You rolled a four. <laughs> Plus one is fine. Uh, so you plot a incredibly long course. What should have been a one to two day journey takes two weeks. <laughs> I know that Taros likes. To, like take leisurely walks, yeah, and like the scenic, more scenic oh, thing. So just if we just go out of our way, just six or seven hours, the <laughs> very scenic vista right here. <laughs> Terrace is gonna love that. I gotta, I gotta take him there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's the reason. And Anoria is in a terrible mood because uh, the time that it took meant that she couldn't oil her. Uh, Oil her inner thighs from uh, from from chafing. There's going to uh, be some ar- there's going to be some armor chafing there. Yeah. yeah, there's some armor chafing, and she's so she's walking somewhat bow leggedly. Yeah, um, with a feather in her hat and uh, mumbling incoherently uh, in her hair and mumbling incoherently about uh, death by banana. Yeah, paladins. Paladins from your order are often called uh, the bow legged ladies. Um, <laughs> exactly. Which exactly. nobody and, and the, the irony of which nobody in your order is capable of picking up on as uh, you're simply when growing up in that convent you're simply not taught innuendo you don't know that a thing can mean other things um exactly and so she has she just has no idea and she doesn't understand that when her squire she calls her squire which she doesn't have one now (laughs) since she was uh excommunicated as it were Mm -hmm. uh which is something she hasn't revealed to the group yet but she did now just then (laughs) but when i was excommunicated i lost my squire and therefore i can no longer rub my thighs (sighs) no one to rub her thighs frizz goes well don't look at me kid i did it for me (laughs) So, I am I am chafed and irritated and hot. Let us find an inn. Frizz agrees. Oh, heavens. Oh, we've been walking for so long. My satin is starting to lose its starch. Please, please, can we pull over? Yeah. I have something to tell you. Yeah. I had a reason for taking such a long time to get to Bananarama. I hope so. Is that... I forgot the name of the city. Is it Bananarama? That's close enough. That's its nickname. That's like its nickname. I wouldn't be surprised but, you didn't know the name of our destination, considering how long this has taken. 
I never tell, told anyone this. Go on. I killed a man in Bananarama. Oh. <gasps> but it wasn't no. a man. You know that. Deep inside, it was a young girl. You were young yourself. You, you didn't know, but you killed a young girl in that city. Oh. Well, uh... Honoria goes over and she puts her hand around him and she says, Wait a minute, you're not Taros. And then she walks away. <laughs> Don't touch me, priest. <laughs> Somewhere up above, a parrot with wings that look like they're made out of palm fronds just, like, looks down for one moment and just keeps flying around in circles. Yep. Frizz walks over to Halek and says, Hey, hey, you big lump. It's, it's all right. It's a long... That was a long time ago. No one... No one will recall. You're still yourself. You're still a noble man. It's fine. It's fine. I I did have much more hair when I when I did it. Right. I I would hope so. I, I didn't mean it like that. I uh. Hey, look at it's, it's, it's annoying. It's right. You have to shave your head off in in penitence and in penitence. Uh, or however you say that? Yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, I did. This is an sure, this was, this was pen- penitence <laughs> is why this happened. Uh, is I penitently <laughs> shaved the, just the top part of my head. To leave him uh, for the ponytail, of course. That's right. And then the rest I pulled into a tight ponytail. <laughs> So let's move on. Well. <laughs> um, and, and thanks to your druid's marvelous job with his scouting role, uh, you don't encounter any other dangers on your way uh, to the metropolis now known as Bananarama. Because it's not getting any better than that. <laughs> um, what was it before? It's Bananopolis or something like that. <laughs> Who knows? That's the past. It's Bananarama now. Okay. So we can't avoid that. It's canon. Yep, that's canon. Um, <laughs> it's canon now. So you you approach uh, the the large gates of Banana Rama. Uh, there are some guards standing outside the gates. Oi there, travelers! Present your papers here. Frizz goes. Uh-huh. I I've got this, guys. I've got this, guys. Gentlemen, woohoo! Hello. Oh hello, Lamis. Oh, you have your papers. <laughs> papers. Who needs pass? You you remember everyone entering the city, miss. You remember me from last time, don't you, Lance? You don't remember at the pub? No, I see thousands of people every day, miss. You don't see thousands of girls like me, do you? I've got uh, I've got tons of different forged papers, like fake <laughs> IDs. Oh, great! Uh, and I I walk up and I say, this "All right, is- there, all right, there, mate. This one's for the lady. This one's for me." And they're and they're fake. They're all right. Different so people. that's a defy danger based on wisdom, as you have forged these papers yourself, knowing that this region. Everybody needs well-documented papers. Uh, 11. 11. Plus, uh, wisdom, you said? Yeah. Uh, plus one. Perfect. All right. Everything seems to be in order here. Um, one for you. One for you. And uh, who's this hairy-looking lady here? Oh, <laughs> 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 Was it Bethany? <laughs> Did she say Bethany? Her name is Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> it's Bruce. That's not a. That's not a lady's name. Honoria oh. says, "Good man. His name. Her name is Bruce. It is very obvious." That's Anyone a man's name. That is. Uh, it's. I named it. I named it Bruce. There's a story. It could oh, be this is your daughter, right? 
This is my daughter. She's, yeah. She's... I'll see the family. No, no I don't. Well, you, you should have more air than that. Well, listen. Was her mother I... very airy? Her mother was no, very no, airy. No, 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 She is my squire. She is my squire. She's here to rub my thigh. All right, now it's we've got reasonable. two stories. <laughs> we've got two stories here. One's a squire. One's a daughter. What's going on here? I'm I gonna... was going to let you in, but you all fucked it up. Terrorist, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, ter- the parrot, uh, right now is just a. He's a parrot, yeah. Is, uh, is, is floating overhead, and he's just looking at those. Uh, those documents uh, mm-hmm. that the that with his at. with his <laughs> magnificent parrot, parrot, parrot vision, eyes. <laughs> parrot vision. He's just like uh, just like fuming over the 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 marker. Like uh, yeah, parrots this. in this world have the eyes of hawks. <laughs> yes, because fruit is very difficult to detect in this very setting. Hard to see them. Yeah, yeah, and that's on the trees. It's very very tiny. But he's just like, all I can think about is just tearing those. Those papers to shreds. Mm, he just wishes he could. And Honoria says he. They, I see no no difficulty here. He is both. This is both a daughter and a squire born to this man, and now uh, uh, tied to me. Sometimes. Oh no! no. There's a specific that's, that's a clause. Party. There's a specific clause in city standards to be suspicious when people change their stories. Yeah, and there will be if you. If you don't start asking questions, there'll be specific claws in your neck. Lads, okay. lads, 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 right. lads, there's no need to get up in arms. I seem to recall a, a specific city code from when I lived here long ago stating specifically that creatures of any other species on four legs need not have special papers. Is that is that not correct, sir? All right, so that you're bullshitting them true. right now, so that's going to take a defy danger rule based on charisma yeah. again. Or no, no, actually, it should be a parlay. Okay. That's and that's based on charisma. Uh-huh. So um, you're, you're, now, you're now inciting a city code that neither of these guards have studied very specifically <laughs> and creating a fake clause for it. So you're, it's 2d6 plus your charisma modifier... Okay, so it's eight plus two, ten. Ten, perfect. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you what do you say to them? Your, your gentlemen, I, I don't think there's any problem here. We've shown you papers for all of the humanoids, and uh, perhaps our bear friend, daughter, squire, <laughs> can come along. Since- That's the bear that is. But you had sex with a bear. You're not a too bright, are you? Let the lady no, talk. I'm not. Let the lady talk. No, I can clearly tell that you're Ge- not. Okay, bright, gentlemen, you're not gentlemen, gentlemen. Keep talking. I was in it. You're just. Oh, this <laughs> is why. We, uh, okay, but I, I, I see no problem here, sir. Everything is on the up and up. We are following the letter of the law. May we enter, please? All right. I don't see. I don't see any reason a group of strange people who have sex with animals shouldn't be allowed into our magnificent city. That's the Bananarama way, if Welcome to Bananarama. <laughs> just as he's saying that, I swoop down from the skies and just grasp all the papers in my hands and just, like, go to town, like, biting them and trying to pull them apart. I couldn't hold it back any longer. Oh, it's the sixth time today a parrot's taking our papers. <laughs> They're silly creatures, oh, I'm going to hear from my supervisor. Oh, I am. 
Honoria says, good sirs, now that we have been allowed into your wonderfully humble city that I have never, ever been to before, ever. Oh, the most humble ever. city in all the land. We are we are the humblest. <laughs> <laughs> no one's says, more uh, humble than us. Lead us to an inn. Uh, or show us an inn uh, where I might enjoy a delicious uh, bit of coconut milk and a thigh rub with my good squire. Oh, well, I don't see any reason uh, city guards shouldn't walk away from the gate for a moment, leading the city completely undefended <laughs> in order to show some new suspicious strangers in town where they can find their thighs rubbed. That allows bears, please. A bear-friendly inn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, lads. We need to find an inn that accommodates exotic sex animals. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk you into the city with no more problems. Congratulations, you don't deserve that victory. <laughs> you weirdos. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Yeah. Undeserved victories. Uh, the best part about this is while Honoria is saying all this, she never cracks a smile. She looks completely serious, mm -hmm. demanding for a room for her and her bear squire so that she may have her chafed thighs massaged. Rubbed, yeah, and massaged. Completely, it, it is a, a day. By you know, a bear. By a bear. <laughs> uh, bears, By a bear, exactly. Bears naturally massage each other in this world. It's uh, just an instinct they have. I know that my bear is sort of into Honoria. Yeah, like there's a thing going. <laughs> there's on definitely there. something going on there, and you're like, there's she, she can't turn into on. a bear, so there's no threat there. Honoria <laughs> <laughs> turns to uh, turns to the bard and says, "You know, good sister, you could have tried to sing them to sleep." There's also an idea. I understand, Bob. You know, we're still here, right? You asked us to show you somewhere. And you know, Bard, I could have just had my bear tear their throats out. Oh, whoa, what? Okay, <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen. Good morning, everyone. Oh, you wonderful sentries, dear lads. Please ignore my idiotic friends. We've been on the road too long. Followed by Sydney. Oh, that explains it. That explains it. Issuing multiple threats of using magical and non-magical force against city guards. <laughs> completely excusable. Joke in a circumstance friends. where you've been traveling for a long time. I'm glad you see it the way we do. A blur of, like, emerald <laughs> and sapphire. Like, just a dervish just wanders into the, the middle of where everybody's uh, talking. Just, like, mm -hmm. strips of paper just, like, flying off. <laughs> I'm still just terrified. <laughs> Lads, I, I think we found the end. Before we say anything else stupid, we, we should let you get back to your post. Thank you. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, go right, because leaving the gates undefended is bad. Yes. Oh, God, my supervisor's having a field day on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get does not meet expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I was so open for exceeds expectations this quarter, and it's not going to happen. Well, what, uh, sir, what's your name? I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. Oh, it's God. It's God. Great. It's God. Oh, right. God, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a girl. I'm a century, actually, right. is no, what we God, call him here. God, guard. Got it. God, well, the century. You've been very you've been very kind to us, so if, if we can ever put in a kind word, just... Just send them uh, Frizz's way, and I'll make sure your supervisors are very... Oh, it's all right. Our interaction may have been recorded for quality purposes. <laughs> I should have mentioned that earlier. Right. Well, 
Um, you will owe me royalties on that if that that is the case. If you ever try to turn a profit off of this, but but otherwise, just keep the favor in mind. Is that what the parrots on your lad's shoulders are? They just listen there's a recording parrot. <laughs> recording parrot. Recording parrot. Oh, okay. You just uh, how do you play back? How do you do playback? I know. Uh, it's a series of pressure points. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh, well, that's that's marvelous, isn't it? Wow! Wait, wow. there's a there's a parrot on his shoulder. Yeah, uh, there there are parrots on either guard's <laughs> shoulder. The 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 big silent one um, has a bigger parrot as well. I, I just I just look up at uh, at one of them and a telephone line starts playing. Who does black nights? Like talking my head to the side, and this parrot just like like tatters of a. Uh, Paper, paper yeah. like falling from my my beak. Yeah, the, the the camera lens goes soft in focus. <laughs> so, um, so did you did you just study animals to turn into them to fuck them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm innately connected to nature. I'm not. Ah, connected to nature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. physically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the guards walk away. Uh, you are at the tavern um, where you. It was predetermined that you would meet up with your business contact um, to deliver the audio codex to him. We walk into the inn. Right. Um, and the inn is full of excitement and revelry. Uh, there are people dancing on the bar. There are several uh, Red Dragon Inn games uh, that are that are being played. Uh, there is just a lot of raucous fun to be had. And I, of course, meant Three Dragon Ante and not Red Dragon Inn, as that is a completely different game <laughs> uh, that only the nerds who listen to this show will appreciate. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get any of that. Nope. That's it for today, heroes. But you're actually going to get more Dungeon World throughout the week. We've got to clear out the Dungeon World archive to make room for the C2E2 specials. Thanks to Jessa for joining us. If you want to hear more from her, you can check out her YouTube at The Jessa Channel. There she does Let's Plays of Skyrim and other games. One Shot will be at CodCon April 4th through 6th at the College of DuPage in Illinois. And we're going to be at C2E2 April 25th through 27th. Let's hear some copy on that. The Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, also known as C2E2, is a convention spanning the latest and greatest in comics, movies, television, toys, anime, manga, and video games. Bringing the best of popular culture to downtown Chicago on April 25th through 27th. C2E2's show floor is packed with hundreds of exhibitors, panels, and guests, such as Adam Hughes, Brian Azzarello, Eve Miles, and more. It also has autograph sessions, giving fans a chance to interact with their favorite creators, and screening rooms featuring sneak peeks of films and television shows months before they hit either the big or small screen. Join us for the best weekend of the year, April 25th through 27th. For more info, head over to c2e2.com. Be sure to follow OneShot on Twitter at OneShotRPG. This weekend, I actually offered a free ticket to the Chicago performance of Welcome to Night Vale Live. If you missed it, it's because you weren't following me on Twitter. One Shot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Attack!